Well, good morning, West Oaks Church. Thanks for joining us today. Hope you're doing well. Uh, we're doing things a little different today. Uh, alongside me is Courtney Kelly. She'll be joining us this morning to share with us a little about who she is and how she came to be a part of West Oaks Church. Um, as you guys know, we've been going through the seven I Am statements that Jesus made in the book of John. And last week we went through John chapter 10 where Jesus uh, shared that he was the door, meaning he was the pathway to protection and peace. And um, as Jesus shared that in that conversation, the very next I am statement was found uh, in the book of John chapter 10, verse 11. Um, and he continues with the I am uh, the good shepherd. And so I want to read that and then briefly just share with you what that um, what Jesus is saying in that. And then I want to uh, have a conversation with Courtney. Uh, and, and hopefully you'll be able to see how um, these I am statements apply to us practically. Because we understand um, what the Bible says to us. But sometimes it's hard um, putting that into action. So I just want to go ahead and uh, read the scripture really quickly. Uh, verse 11 says, I am the good shepherd. Uh, the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired man, since he is not the shepherd and doesn't own the sheep, leaves and runs away when he sees a wolf coming. The wolf then snatches and scatters them. This happens because he's a hired man and doesn't care about the sheep. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me. And as the Father knows me, I know the Father. I lay down my life for the sheep. But I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. Then there will be one flock, one shepherd. This is why the Father loves me, because I am laying down my life, so I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own. I have the right to lay it down, and I have the right to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. And so Jesus says in the first few verses of John chapter 10 that he is the doorway to salvation. Uh, and then he says he is the good shepherd. And so there's just five specific things that I want to look at in this passage that help us kind of see what Jesus meant when he said he was the good shepherd. And so number one, Jesus said that um, he leads us into abundant life. He gives us life that never ends. It is like a well that never runs out of water. He is the one that gives us a better life than we deserve. And it's eternal. The second thing he says is that he is not a hired hand. Meaning that when the wolves come to pry the sheep away from the fold, that he won't tuck tail and run. That he promises to stay and protect the sheep, those that belong to him. And so Jesus is saying uh, that he will be there with us always. Then he says that he dies for his sheep. And this is obviously Jesus uh, warning us or foreshadowing his death for us on the cross. He says that he loves his sheep, which is displayed by his death. And then lastly, he unites them, meaning that he brings all of the sheep that belong to him into the fold. And so today, as we uh, have kind of briefly looked through this, this really quick passage uh, as Jesus explained um, who he was to the crowd, I want to be able to stop and, and have a conversation with Courtney, and hopefully we'll be able to see through her story in this conversation, um, Jesus as the pathway to salvation, and Jesus as the one that protects and takes care of and unites his sheep uh, together to him. And so 
So Courtney, uh, we, we know your name, but tell us who you are. Give us a little bit of, of your backstory, where you're from, and how you came to West Oaks Church. I'm Courtney Kelly. I am from Angleton. Grew up in Angleton, graduated high school in Angleton, and recently moved to West Columbia in 2017 when I got married. Uh, and then recently joined West Oaks Church and the group that's volunteering and helping on the church. Cool. We're glad to have you. Uh, Courtney's been a huge help to us as we've uh, been making sure that our West Oaks kids has been as awesome as it is. And so um, briefly, um, as we talked, um, we get to know who you are. Tell us a little bit about your backstory in, uh, as a child. Did you go to church? Were you, um, uh, how many like brothers and sisters you have, that sort of stuff? What was your life like um, before you came? Um, or, just go ahead. I'll, I'll be quiet now. Um, had a great childhood. There were five of us, three boys and two girls, so it was pretty rowdy because the boys overtook the girls, definitely, uh, especially since the younger ones are twins. Uh, so we had a good childhood. Uh, we did go to church off and on. I remember going to vacation Bible school some summers, but I also traveled and played select softball. So when it came to church or softball, we were on the road about 90% of the time. So church was on the back burner. Okay. So uh, not to, to be rushing in this, but tell us how you came to realize uh, Jesus as the door, the pathway to salvation. Tell us your, your salvation story and how you came to, to follow Christ. I was going down a pretty dark past. Six years ago is when I stepped over the line of faith and started my journey with God. I was arrested for a DWI in 2014. And actually before that, had already been arrested a few years before. That one got dropped and I didn't learn my lesson from it. So that led to 2014. Uh, calling my parents from jail once again, I could hear the disappointment in their voice. They were angry, upset, and it weighed on me more than the first time. I was heartbroken that I was the reason they were disappointed. And this time I wanted to do something different. I didn't want to make another mistake like that. So I made the choice to not party. I was partying several nights a week and thought it'd be great from there. From there it wasn't. I started noticing that my friends that were my party friends weren't my friends. I was consumed with seeing on social media that they didn't invite me and it took a toll on me and I felt very alone. My family and two of my friends were there for me, but that's not what stuck out. What stuck out was how alone I felt and how I wasn't in this circle anymore. From there, I was invited to a book club with one of the friends that stood by my side and just got to experience a different group of people. We were reading a Beth Moore book and it was a different exposure. I had these women cared about what I was saying. They were compassionate about what I said when I went through it or what I was going through. And that started to lead my curiosity of God and why these women were this way. Uh, from there, I went to church with my niece, who was 15 at the time, and my mom. And Madison was the most inspiring person to watch. Uh, we had several talks. You would think you wouldn't be having these conversations with a 15-year-old, but I felt like I was talking to the most adult person I've ever met in my life. So the talks with her had me curious. She would pray with me, kept going to church, 
for a month or so and I would just watch her. I would sit back and watch her during worship. And there was this, just this spark in her eye, this love and devotion that she had when she worshiped. And something just told me like that, that's what I want. This is what I want to feel when I come to church. So after that service, they offered Bibles at the front and I asked her to go grab one with me and went home and started reading, started digging deeper, started finding myself wanting to read God's word, wanting to spend time with him. I was engaging more in worship and I started to feel loved. And I started noticing that the shame of when I said I've been arrested or this is what happens in my past started to go away. I could freely say it and not want to hide right after. Um, and then I noticed that the worry that I had of why these people weren't my friends anymore just started disappearing and I started focusing on how he made me feel. So it's amazing how um, just the relationships that God puts in our lives kind of leads us to an even greater place uh, with the Lord. And so that's one of the things that West Oaks were trying to, um, we want to see happen uh, with our people uh, and so tell me this question, um, or tell me the answer to this question. Uh, before you um, came to follow Christ, before you saw Jesus as a uh, Savior, what was your view of Him and the church prior to salvation? And you said you grew up in church. Uh, what was that like? How did you see Him before? I honestly would say that I didn't pay much attention to Him. It was just something we did as a kid. Uh, I enjoyed vacation Bible school. We got to make stuff. We got to be with friends. It was more of a social environment than really digging into a relationship with God. And I just, I don't think I even really viewed that. Yeah. So, backstory, attendance to church, good family, uh, struggle in life, and, and then led you to a place where there was shame and there was depression and there was just... Uh, feeling lost and you come to Christ right uh, through him and then as as you follow him the Bible says he leads you into abundant life so what has life been like since you've placed your faith in Jesus what is what has that life been like uh, now less stressful <laughs> in the um, midst of all not, of this too yeah <laughs> yeah in the midst of this um I say that but I, I mean I do have stress but I can go to him with it. He can take that worry from me. Uh, through the trials that I have gone through, even after I've developed a relationship with God, there's always been a blessing at the end when I couldn't see it. Um, I have a family. I have a husband and a child, and I couldn't even imagine that six years ago. That just wasn't on that path. Yeah. So it's cool. I mean, the, the contrast, life before Jesus uh, and all those things, and then the life now after Jesus still have crazy things happening around us or still the stress of job and money and uh, when am I going to be able to leave my home without getting in trouble? Um, but um, in the midst of that, we see Jesus uh, providing peace for you, right? Uh, the things that he said, he providing uh, abundant life, a life better than what you could have understood. And it doesn't mean the things around are different, right? It means that 
we now have a place to put our hope in. So that's pretty cool. I just got a couple more questions I want to ask, and then um, we're going to um, do some music. Um, you said you have a family. Uh, I, I love your family. Um, how has your salvation story impacted not just your immediate family, but your family um, around you? What's that been like? So it's strengthened my relationship within my siblings and parents. And then, like I said before, I have Brad and Cullen that I wouldn't have even imagined having. Um, always wanted kids, and now I'm getting to live that life of being a mother and being a wife. And that, what I, f I feel like that was my purpose, and now I'm getting to live it out. Ah, it's cool for me to see your family. Uh, they serve with us um, on Sundays uh, in our children's ministry, and Brian's a greeter. And so it's pretty cool to see the entire family serving on Sunday mornings when we meet. Uh, and so look forward to seeing that again. Uh, just two, two simple questions and we'll be done. Um, how has um, following Christ changed your day-to-day -day life? Like what's, what's different about your life daily now uh, that you're following Jesus? I have learned to let go of things and let him handle it and follow his path. I can't control it as much as I want to. And it's made me value relationships more. Um, I know that I need these relationships that he's putting in my path. And I need to keep these relationships going along with building new relationships and stepping out of my comfort zone to introduce him. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, last one, the most prevalent one that everybody is faced with at this point, you know, in light of this pandemic and, and everything going on, how does... How does your faith in Jesus as the shepherd, the one who leads us into abundant life, help you find hope? Um, how, how, how do you find hope in the midst of, of all of what's happening in the world right now? My hope comes from my experiences with him. I've had several trials that I've had to overcome, and I can say out of each one, there's been a blessing in disguise, whether I saw it in the beginning or not. So that's where my hope comes from and what I cling to. And as crazy as it is right now and as scary as this virus is for everyone, when you sit back and look, we're social distancing, but we're actually more together than we've ever been. There are people whose paths are crossing that it would never cross. People are sewing masks in their living room for nurses and just going above and beyond within their means. We are valuing each other different. And, you know, parents are teaching their kids right now they have a new respect for teachers yeah. and we, we do in general we don't think about the guy bagging our groceries at HEB on a normal day but yeah. we're praising him right now so I can see a light in what's going on and I'm clinging on to that too because I do see the small things that are going on sure. within the world yeah so you're able to find hope in him because you've you've seen his trust and his he's faithful and yes. and, and it allows you to see the um, the good that's happening in spite of, of all of what's uncertain. And so um, I just want to encourage all of you listening today that, you know, um, our reason for doing this was for you to, to be able to hear from someone besides me that, you know, um, Jesus is the one that provides salvation. But more importantly, he's the one that provides hope in the midst of, of chaos. And, 
we are able to to find joy and hope in the midst of this because he's the one that gives us life abundantly. He promises to stay by our side when it seems like everything else has fallen apart. And so um, you heard it from from her, Courtney, uh, how God has taken her life, which felt like it was falling apart at some point and has brought her uh, through that into abundant life. And I'm here today to tell you that he's done the same for me. And if you're listening, uh, he can do the same for you. And so my prayer for you would be very simple, is that you would um, trust in the the man, uh, Jesus, who came and lived and died and rose from the dead because he's God. He said he was God. He proved he was God. Uh, he said he could save if you would uh have faith that he was uh, who he said he was. And he's the one that gives you the faith to believe. And so I want to pray for you guys and pray. Uh, thank you, Courtney, for joining me uh, today. Uh, we're going to pray and then we're going to sing a song. And uh, so thank you guys for being here. Let's pray together. God, we thank you for a chance to meet together, uh, even via um, the internet once again. God, we pray that you would help us to see that you are more than just a miracle worker, uh, that you're more than just uh, a carpenter son, um, uh, that Jesus, you came to give us life abundantly. And once you have given that to those who believe, God, you never, ever leave us and you always protect what you've given to us. So we love you. God, we thank you for Jesus. We pray this in his name. Amen. Amen.